Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I will try to use it wisely. Hopefully it helps the day pass a little bit or enriches the day, maybe. Sounds a little bit grandiose, but maybe makes the day a little better and gives us some some knowledge and hopefully helps us to help our country just a little bit. Not a lot on the homestead. We have the threat of rain. We'll see if it comes to anything. Had some dark clouds outside. A little bit of wind. Temperatures just a little cooler. But we could definitely use the rain. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it, share it. Bless them and their families. Surround them with your angels. Protect them from evil of any kind. Help us to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first. To follow the commands of your Son as individuals and as a nation. Help us to be men and women who fear you, Father. Who seek the truth. Who are honest and who reject falsehood, corruption, lies. Help us to raise another generation here in America to do the same. And God, my words, Father, please, and watch over the people in Israel who are hurting and scared and afraid. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So, this is going to be one of those slightly different podcasts. We're going to tie history in, but we're going to talk about some current events, one in particular, and I'm going to tie it into a little bit of my own experiences in the world, which I guess I kind of do generically, but not, not really specifically often. So if you don't know, if you're not aware, which I hope, I hope that you are, but I'm sure there's some that aren't really in America. We certainly don't act like it. 
Israel is in the middle of a war. May last a long time, may not last very long, but they're in a state of war. Within the last week, they had hundreds of Hamas terrorists break in to the country and start this war. And this isn't this isn't the first time that we or an ally have been at war with Muslims. In fact, our very first war as a nation was against Muslims. It was the Barbary Wars, right? And so I'm trying to find the date. There we go. So when Thomas Jefferson became president in 1801, and so this had been what happened, and this is going to be real quick, this part of it. We've done a couple podcasts on the Treaty of Tripoli uh, and the misuse of the line there that so often the left uses. And, and we might cover that briefly in just a second. But anyway, that when Jefferson became president in 1801, he did not want to pay tribute to these pirates anymore. So what had happened is the Barbary states, they would uh, capture ships, enslave people, the sailors, right? And then if you didn't want that to happen, you had to pay tribute to these, these pirate states, these Muslim nations. And if you paid tribute, then theoretically that, you know, they, they didn't enslave your ships uh, or your sailors. Right. And it's, it's interesting. And I, I'm probably going to kind of be all over the place today, folks, and I'm sorry. Uh, part of it's emotional and part of it's just, it's, everything's kind of tying in together. This Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams were sent over, uh, along with Benjamin Franklin, to negotiate with these Muslim terrorists, these Muslims, right? And it, it's kind of hard to keep adding terrorists to the name when it's just a constant action over centuries by people of a particular faith. It's just, you kind of just want to say just plain old Muslims, right? Because that's what it is. So Adams and Jefferson asked the ambassador from Tripoli, you know, what's the motivation behind capturing these ships, enslaving the sailors? And the response was that it was founded on the laws of their prophet Muhammad, that it was written in their Quran that all nations who should not have acknowledged their authority were sinners, that it was their right and duty to make war upon them wherever they could be found and to make slaves of all they could take as prisoners, and that every Muslim who should be slain in battle was sure to go to paradise. And so just, I'm going to touch on this treaty of, well, first there's another quote and I'm pulling these quotes in particular today uh, out of the founder's Bible, 
There's a great little section in it by David Barton, the Wall Builders Organization, uh, early on titled The Barbary Pirates, Treaty of Tripoli, and Islam's War on America. And so Jefferson's stance going back to this war was his quote is, I was very unwilling that we should acquiesce in the humiliation of paying a tribute to those lawless pirates. I very early thought it would be best to effect a peace through the medium of war. Right, and so he's going for peace. That's the goal. But the Muslims, they don't want peace. They want to be able to capture and enslave and torture and rape and kill, right, based on their Koran, which, by the way, uh, shortly after the first war, I think it was the first Barbary War ended, at any rate, some sometime early on, early 1800s, the first American edition of the Quran was published, and there was an introduction, and this quote from the introduction was, Thou wilt wonder that such absurdities have infected the best part of the world, and wilt avouch that the knowledge of what is contained in this book will render that Islamic Shiara law, Sharia, sorry, contemptible. And so it's saying as soon as Americans read, Americans read the Quran <clears throat> and understand what's going on in it, they're going to look at Sharia law and they're going to go, well, this is ridiculous. It's evil. It's nothing that should be approved of or even negotiated with. And so Jefferson decided not to send these payments. And so Tripoli uh, declared war on the United States. So this was America's first official war. So our first war as a nation was against Muslims because they were capturing ships, stealing goods, and enslaving sailors, right? And so they sent General William Eaton and Commodore Edward Preble, I believe, uh, with navies and navy and marines, which is near and dear to my heart, right? Because part of the Marine Corps hymn, from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, right? And this is what it refers to as the Marines going over to Tripoli. It's a great story. Maybe sometime I'll, I'll tell it on here about how uh, it's just a phenomenal story about the Marines in this action. And so, as I said real shortly here, you know, the idea today, there's a, there's article 11 in the 1796 treaty and something similar in the 1795 treaty with Algiers, I think. Uh, as the American, as the government of the United States is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion, right? And, and so what that's used as today is the left, the, the secularists, they say, oh, see, we're not a Christian nation. And there's two huge, huge problems with that. One, it's one of the very few quotes that they pull from. They go back to it constantly, constantly, whereas you have this huge mountain of evidence to the contrary that we are a Christian nation. And the, the second problem is they take just a, a few words, right, uh, 15 words out of a sentence that's 
81 words long or that little paragraph, right? But I think it's the whole sentence out of that article. And they take it completely out of context. When you read the rest of it, it says uh, that we don't have any enmity against the laws, religion, or tranquility of Muslims. And as the said states have never entered into any war act of hostility against any Muslim nation, it's declared by the parties that no pretext arising from religious opinions shall ever produce an interruption of the harmony existing between the two countries. So what we were really saying in there is that we're not a Christian nation in the sense of European Christian nations. We're not going to go to war with you uh, like in the Crusades in the Middle Ages just because you're Muslim and we're Christian, right? But what that does when you read the whole treaty, which is why it's so great, is it really proves the exact point that the left and the secularists are trying not to prove or trying to say is not true. And that is we, we absolutely are a Christian nation. And when you see this back and forth, uh, you, you see that becomes very clear. And we'll go back sometime, folks, and, and do some more on the Treaty of Tripoli. I really got way too far in the weeds there. What I wanted to talk about is just Israel and the fact that if you read some of the news coming out of Israel right now and you see some of the videos which I would suggest you 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 know be cautious about use a little discernment because some of the videos are pretty pretty disturbing and you hear some of the reports of the soldiers that are going into these houses in this community to try and help the Israelis you know kind of just mopping up, cleaning up. They've got children on the floor that have been beheaded. They've got families that have been executed. There's women, young girls that have been raped. There's other girls that have been taken away as slaves and are likely being raped and sold in Palestine. There's young men that are being tortured and killed and, and again, enslaved, just like you go back to the Barbary Wars for ransom or just simply because the Muslims, based on the Koran, based on their Bible, based on their teachings, right? Not their Bible, but their, their holy book, the Koran. They're saying it's, it's our right, it's our job to kill and enslave and torture. And this is today this isn't the middle ages this isn't the crusades and when you go back and you look at the bible not only do you not see the actions today of christians doing that you don't see you see the command to love your neighbors yourself you see the command for kindness and compassion you see jesus christ setting the example of being a servant Uh, just a completely diametrically opposed faith. And the reason is because one is true and one's false, right? But, and I'm going to go a little over here, folks, today, so I apologize for that. You see this just brutality, to steal a word from someone that was talking to me about it recently, this... uh, over the last couple of days, this bestiality almost in these Muslims. And there's 
there's a few points, but but in particular, maybe just two. One is we've been doing this for a long time, folks. The very first war we had as a as an American nation was against Muslims. We've spent the last two decades fighting against Muslims. Right? This is not new. This didn't suddenly happen overnight. And there's not some change that has occurred. This is what Muslims based on the Quran do. And when you read the Quran and you read the passages in it, if you're really going to follow the Quran as a Muslim and follow the teachings, this is what you do. Now there's there's some Muslims out there that don't. They're kind of like Christians that are uh, Eastern Christmas Christians, they come to church about twice a year, and they don't really follow the teachings of Christ, but they show up, and if you ask them what faith they followed, they say they were Christian. There's a lot of Muslims out there that are like that, that aren't really Muslims, that don't really follow Islam. I worked with some overseas. Uh, there were some men that I worked with that were Muslim that you would consider really decent men. They weren't really faithful, but they were far more decent than the ones that are faithful to the Muslim religion. And that's kind of leading into the second point. And as I said, there's many, and I know I'm kind of all over the place, folks, and I apologize, but You have to understand that for a large number of these people, I used to describe it when I came back from overseas, there's a not insignificant percentage of the Muslim population that sits around and talks or thinks or tries to figure out how to hurt us as Americans, and particularly Christians, like we sit around and watch football on Sunday afternoons or Saturdays. It's part of their pastime. It's something they talk about on a day-to-day -day basis. And then this is the part that that a lot of people in the media and culture here in America and the West in particular, Europe's got all sorts of problems with this right now that they really don't want to acknowledge. And that is that for every one of those individuals that is openly hostile, there's a chunk more, folks, that are approving of those actions. They might say it out loud, they might not. They might condone it by supporting it with money or votes or time or energy, or they might support it by omission, kind of, right? Like, just because you didn't tell a lie, if you didn't 
tell the truth, that's still lying by omission. If you have Muslims that are raping and pillaging and plundering, just because you don't openly approve of them, if you just keep quiet, that's approving of them with your silence. And that's what so many today on the left and in culture in America and Western civilization, they don't want to acknowledge that. They want to pretend like these Muslim terrorists are this fringe element. And they're not, folks. They're mainstream. And it's just like the left here in America. You want to talk about how horrible these actions by the Hamas Muslims are. And they are. But then you look at what we are doing here in America to our own children. Abortion. LGBTQ. The mutilation of our children. Right? Sex trafficking. That we pay no attention to even though we pay all this attention to a type of slavery that ended over a century and a half ago, right? And so, in a lot of ways, we're, we're doing a real good job of being just as brutal and animalistic as they are. And here, here's the bottom line, and I'll be quiet and I'll leave you all alone for today. You cannot negotiate with evil. And the only solution for America that has any hope of success is turning back to God as a nation. Make sure you at least know what's going on over there, folks, and realize that there's a real good chance that it's going to come here again. And realize that what people say is fringe Muslim or fringe left today is pretty much mainstream based on actions and voting instead of listening to words that don't mean anything. If you get a chance and you can share the podcast with somebody today, I'd be grateful for that. Y'all are the reason that it continues to grow. If you would like to shoot an email to us here, American Soul Podcast at gmail.com. If you get a chance and you're interested, you can subscribe to the podcast for all the additional episodes that we do each month. It's $3 a month and you get all the extra episodes. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.